So as riders, we know that one of the most powerful tools we have in our toolbox to communicate with our horses is our seat. And yet the seat aid is one of the most misunderstood aids of all the aids. Well, we're going to just get into it this week and understand it. Hi there, my name is Lorna and I am thrilled to bits to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast where every week we take a different topic to do with horse riding. We break it down into smaller bite-sized pieces that you can revisit and rework with your horse, making sure that you are both moving forward together with your progress, with your riding. Not only that, making sure that keeping you're keeping things fresh, you're keeping things fun, and well, it's just enjoyable. I see over and over people getting onto the horse and just having no clue of what to do. They think they have a plan, they go out to the arena, the plan doesn't go to plan at all, and then after 20 minutes they give up and they come back in and you'll ask them how the ride was, oh, it was okay, it was okay. You know, we want to make every ride great here at Daily Strides, okay? Okay, just doesn't cut it. How blessed are we to be able to get onto a horse and ride a horse? We are so lucky. Um, so we want to make all the rides fantastic rides. And that is the aim of the game. At the end of this particular podcast episode, I'm going to let you know how you can get your hands on a freebie all about your seat aids and how you can better develop your seat aids out of the saddle and um, not in the saddle so even if you don't have a horse this can pertain to you but today let us get back to what we want to talk about and that is cultivating better more effective seat aids now a lot of the time people think that their seat aids when they're in the saddle is literally their bum and what their bum's doing but your seat is so much more your seat is basically the whole lower part of your torso and I would even say it is the upper part of your legs your thighs as well not not so much your thighs kind of just slightly above your thighs it's that whole area if you were to take like a, a section and you, you were to use that section that is your seat and your seat obviously if you look at your body is connected to everything okay so what's really important in our riding is to understand that we should always lead with our seat Okay, now that sounds a bit confusing. Bear with me here. What I mean is that everything you do with your horse, everything you ask your horse to do should come from the seat. Obviously you think it, so it's your head first, your brain, and then your seat is going to be the next one that kicks into gear, okay? And then from there, your other aids come into play, but your seat is where you want to go with this. Now, what often confuses many riders is the fact that they want to be really good and they want to ride with their seat, but they have yet to... I suppose cultivate an independent seat. Their seat is not is not independent yet. And it's really important that when you're talking and thinking about your seat as an aid, you need to understand the fact that your seat needs to first be independent before it can truly be an aid. Up to that point, your seat is basically just there for you to sit on. Okay. And I think this is where it gets confusing for riders because we know how important the seat is and very often when we're a novice and we're learning and we're starting out we want to use our seat aids but they just don't work and we get frustrated and we actually leave it so what I would suggest if you find yourself in this boat is starting small what you need to do is get a really really clear on what your seat's supposed to be doing try and do it but then leave it don't let your other aid well basically what I'm trying to say is let your other aids 
take up carry on with what you want to ask the horse and then your seat will eventually as it becomes more independent and as you become stronger as a rider um your seat will then kind of almost come into its own and it will be able to then take take over from the other aids and this is where the confusion comes in because when we're learning to ride first we of course want to do everything right and we often jump in the deep end and we try and research as much as we possibly can on the topic and on the subject and then we fall on our face because now we realize we can't make that work at all okay so use your other aids first keeping in mind that at the end of the day you will have your seat almost take over from the other aids and it's not that your other aids stop working your aids it's a holistic approach it all has to work together it's just that as you become more independent in the saddle you'll find that your seat becomes more refined and you actually begin to communicate more and more through this lovely refined seat this secret little language between you and your horse and less and less through the more obvious aids such as your legs your hands things like that your voice and um, your seat will take over from them the other aids are there and they, they they're all playing this supportive role to each other it's really important that you understand that but your seat is going to be the main player okay and we need to get to that but as i said before we get to that you need to start developing your seat and I think developing your seat starts first and foremost with being very mindful about your seat so you need to be able to feel what your seat is doing at any given time in the saddle when your horse is doing it okay this takes a lot of time and a lot of effort on your part and it's difficult because you're so busy worrying about everything else like your legs and your hands and then you're also worrying about how the horse is going that you're not really paying a whole lot of attention to what's actually happening under your bum but that is where you need to focus and again remember I said at the very beginning that it's not just your bum it's like um I keep saying the word bum the bum 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 it's um, from basically your waist down to the, the the upper part of your thigh okay that's kind of your seat area uh, it's really important that you start to notice what's going on there as well. So one of the things that I suggest riders do when they're initially getting into this and they're initially wanting to figure out and learn about using the seat is to actually get off the horse, okay? And when you're off the horse, getting or I suppose becoming very familiar with your seat bones, first of all, but also how the rest of your body influences those seat bones you will be surprised at how small the movements need to be and how I suppose how much the rest of your body does indeed have power over those seat bones and I think that once you begin to understand that that is then the starting of becoming very aware of what you're doing with your seat bones and not only that with the muscles in the, your body and the rest of your body at any given time. Things like just tightening your abdominal muscles can have a big effect on your seat. Things like how you're moving your shoulders, for example, are going to affect your seat. Things like where, the way your head is tilted affect your seat and again from your legs as well it's all going to affect your seat so if you can first of all be very aware of that and know that everything is affecting it then you can start trying to quiet everything so as your seat actually can be heard amongst all the noise of all the other aids and that is what you want to work towards so get off the horse familiarize yourself with your seat bones familiarize yourself with how they feel as you're moving around and uh, you can go from there now the next thing would be to actually 
almost take that across to transcend this across to getting back onto the horse and how this affects the horse when you're riding it so you need to be very first of all aware of what's going on you need to also have a horse that you're used to riding and then basically you're going to start testing things a little bit you're going to start moving in certain ways and noticing how those movements really do influence the horse and how the horse goes and you remember you can influence your horse how he goes how he woes you can influence how he, how he bends, how he turns. You can influence the quality of the gait. You can influence the over poles, over jumps. You can influence so many different things. You can even influence if he's relaxed, if he's a little bit more tense. You can influence all these things using your seat. And it's important to understand that. And it's important to begin almost experimenting a little bit with this and with your seat to figure out what it is that triggers your horse, that triggers the reaction in your horse and then being able to first of all replicate that and then also being able to refine that back to where you want it to go. Now it's going to take time. Remember before we become very aware of what our seat is doing we generally are being a little bit heavy-handed with it and we're shouting at our horse actually 24-7. We're like roaring at him. And now you're asking your horse to to listen. And that's difficult because now he doesn't know that things have changed. So you have to also obviously bring that home to your horse as well. So it is going to take time on your part. From there, you can then start to work on different exercises through with your horse. So things like turning, bending, noticing the influence of your seat bones and how they're going to have on that. I find a great um, gait to work in is the canter. Um, You can really feel your seat bones in the canter. They plug into the horse. And even if you find it difficult to plug your seat bones in elsewhere in your riding, you'll find that the canter automatically just kind of puts you in a position where you're plugged in, where it's working, where it's working forward with your horse. So the canter is a great one uh, adjusting the length of the strides and that in canter and of course then the transition from the canter back down to the trot is another great one because the canter your your seat bones are doing kind of one thing your seat's going one way and then with the trot it's it's everything comes back to be even Stephen. so it, it you can feel those differences but again it is cultivating that feeling it's being aware of it noticing it and from there then working through it and working with it with your horse this week is a really exciting week over Dale's Premium because it's the first week that we are putting together a whole feed of the old lessons just on the seat okay that that's it it's it's six weeks of lessons on the seat to cultivate this lovely wonderful seat if you want to get in on it and you want to join in the fun over there you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join all the details are there and of course all the lessons are available for you inside of daily strides premium as soon as you join and this feed this new feed is going to be there as well that you can work through the seat over the next six weeks or work on your seat over the next six weeks with your horse The other thing I want to give you today is a little freebie, exercises that you can do out of the saddle that's going to help you with your horse. And you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash seat dash download for that. It is absolutely free. I want to give it to you. I want you to start really making use of those seat bones. Have a great week. Keep well. And I will, of course, chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.